we could hear in Swamiji's reading of that narration of Master's passing, how difficult it was for those who were with him in, in the body when he left the body. But for us who in this lifetime were not with him in the body, it's almost the reverse because Maha Samadhi, the great Samadhi, the great merging with God, for us is an affirmation that he's not limited by the body. We've been with him before. We may be with him most likely again. I would say definitely again. I won't qualify that. And it's, as I say, it's an affirmation of Master, you have always been with us. Whether you have a body, whether we were in Spain or England or in the Battle of the Mahabharata, it doesn't matter. Those lifetimes are just little chapters in a long, long tale of our souls moving to God through the grace of Yoganandaji. Devarshi, Naiswami Devarshi, recently sent us a, an amazing story that took place, that happened to one of Master's direct disciples. Some of you may have met him. Swami actually was the one who invited him to be a monk at Mount Washington, Brother Turiyananda. And Turiyananda, he was, he was originally from Switzerland, and he had read Autobiography of a Yogi. This wasn't what Devarshi wrote, I'll come to that. But he had read Autobiography of a Yogi and, uh, in Switzerland and really wanted, uh, he felt that Master was his guru, but he wanted a living guru. And so at this time, one of the great saints of modern India, Swami Ramdas, not the Ramdas, uh, the American Richard Alpert, but uh, Swami Ramdas, who wrote in The Vision of God and The Quest of God, if you're familiar with those books. But he went to hear a lecture by Swami Ramdas, and afterwards he knelt at his feet and he said, Will you be my guru? And Ramdas said, Oh no, I'm not your guru. Yoganandaji is your guru. And Tiryananda replied, But he's dead. I want a living guru. And Ramdas said, oh, no, no, you're dead. He's living. <laughs> and so that's really what's happening now, that Master is more alive, I would say, for us than maybe for many of the people who are with him in the body. Master said in Mount Washington, it was like a revolving door in Master's lifetime. People would come and go and come and go and not really understand who he was. But this story of Turiyananda that we heard recently, this took place in the late 80s. So some today, by the way, is the 71st anniversary of Master's passing. So it was, you know, some uh, 30 years after Master passed, this story took place. And he was in his room, his monastic room, Turiyananda, and Master appeared to him, came to him in physical form, 
and he was holding a book. And it was a book, a white, white and gold book, he described, but the letters were of gold, of light, excuse me, of light. And he held the book out to Turiananda, and he knew he was supposed to, he, he kept holding it, he didn't let him take the book. And it was called The Story of My Life. And as he turned the pages, forward or backward, each page was a different incarnation in which Master had been with him and was guiding him forward. And he'd turn back a little bit, he'd see past lives. He'd move forward a little bit, he'd see future lives. But in all of them, past and obviously present and future, Master was always there, guiding him. And this is very important for us to remember because we can't think of Master in the past. He's very, very much with us now. And he knows everything we're going through and he's trying to help us through it all and very much alive. And our job is to stop holding him at a distance and saying, oh, well, you know, you lived in Los Angeles, you had these disciples, you wrote this book. No, he's in our meditation room every day. He's in our Kriya practice, morning and evening. He's there every time we read the autobiography. He's there every time we stumble and fall. Who do you think picks us up? You think we could get up by our own efforts? Not at all. It's that living presence, and that's why we celebrate the Mahasamadhi, because he was freed from time and space and becomes omnipresent and eternal. And with us, very much, you know, in that vision Master had in the storeroom at his Ranchi school, I love that chapter, where it starts off, Americans, these must be Americans. And he saw Western faces, all races, all colors, all people of the West. And he knew God was calling him. Well, put yourself amongst those Western faces. You were there. He saw you, and he came for you. And as I say, in some ways, there's the challenge of saying, well, it happened in the past, but there's also the wonderful opportunity to say, no, he's not in the other room. He's not in Los Angeles. He's right here, right now. And our job is that beautiful poem that Mayatri put to music, keep calling him, keep calling him. Whether he replies or not, keep calling him. And in the end, you will receive his answer. And the more time goes by, and I watch the caliber, the spiritual, uh, I don't know what word to use, just the spiritual radiance of the people who live here at Ananda Village, the humility and the wisdom and the self-sacrifice, I know that 
Master is guiding each one of us. And when, Ma when Swami said to us, probably 10 years before he passed, each one of you should tr strive to become a Jivan Mukta, freed while living. He wasn't just saying that to set an impossible goal for us. He was saying, this is your destiny, and don't sell yourself short. Go for it. And with, because Master is here with you. He is here with us. He's in this room. There is that wonderful quote where Master said, I will come again, and I will sit in the back of the church, and you won't see me, you won't recognize me, but I will see all of you. And whenever I come into this beautiful temple that God gave us, I try to imagine that he's sitting in the back of the room. And maybe we can't see him, but he sees us always. And so as we celebrate his Maha Samadhi. This was his gift to all of us, who, who it was not our karma to be with him in the body in this lifetime. But as Jyotish said, and it was an interesting thought, I hadn't ever quite thought of it that way, that Swami was the farthest extension of Master's work. And that's why we came. Not to sit necessarily at the Guru's feet, but to do his mission in the world. And that's what we're doing beautifully. And we must continue to do it and share Master's light with all of the souls that he came to the West to bring to God and throughout the world. And it's so heartening when we go to Assisi or to India. I remember some years ago, just after the war between Croatia and Serbia, we went to the Ananda Meditation Group in Croatia, and they were singing Master's Chants in Croatian that they had translated. It was so beautiful. I, of course, there was a very unfamiliar language to me, but you could feel it's the same. It's all the same. Whatever language we speak, whatever culture we come from, race, religion, none of it matters. All that matters is that deep, deep yearning to draw Master as a living reality into his life, into our life. And so with his Mahasamadhi, that's our opportunity. Let's carry it with us, not just tonight, on the ninth, it's Masters, or Shri Teshwar's Mahasamadhi. Curious that they both passed in such close proximity. I don't think it, anything in their lives is by chance. But let's try to carry with us in the days and weeks and even months ahead the thought that you left this body so that you could be even more with us and you are more with us. And it's up to us now to improve our ability to feel and see and hear your words, your presence, and to receive your love. I think of all the things that challenge his devotees, that's the hardest of all, to re realize how much God and Guru love us 
we, sh we pull back from that. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I don't meditate enough. All those things. They don't care. They just love us because that's what they are. They are love. And when we can accept ourselves, accept that Master is with us, accept how, that we are particularly and uniquely beloved by them, then it all begins. All the problems of this world become very insignificant.